You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio, 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, what is happening, everybody? I hope everybody's doing phenomenal right now. Uh, listen, oh, uh, it, it is a beautiful day and I feel like, I don't know, I just came up with this saying at this very moment that regardless of how much hardship you go through, how much exhaustion you're feeling right now because of i don't know maybe like a hard work day a long day that you've been having um to to this very moment just okay sit back right now take a deep breath in and just just feel how blessed you are at this very moment and i know this is like this isn't necessarily directly related to all the things we talk about usually on tko but listen, your mental health matters and you matter, okay? And if anything, I hope this next half hour of TKO is only going to be helping you to feel better and to help boost your mood and, you know, take a, take a, a little bit off of, you know, the, the pressure that you've been feeling uh, because of all the hard work that you might might have been doing and all the, you know, exhaustion that you might be feeling right now at the end of the workday and whatnot and yeah i just wanted to put it out there uh and i know you know just like right off the bat like bam like i just like hit y'all with with all of those like <laughs> inspirational words but it is true i feel like it needs to be addressed especially right now because yes um believe it or not we are still in the middle of a pandemic hello and yes most people are getting vaccinated and um you know just uh, kind of like slowly getting back to uh their regular lives however things ha- are not ha- things are not fully resolved okay and we need to take care of each other and um if you ever need to take some time off to relax and just take a break from all the work that you've been doing do it do it do it do it okay um because you matter like i said you matter and your mental health matters and yeah so i just wanted to start off the show like that and uh especially right now because Actually, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm not sure if students are still doing exams or not, but or maybe a new semester is happening. Anyway, I've lost track of like semesters and seasons and days because, uh, you know, such is the life of a grad student. But (laughs) I mean, it is what it is. And uh, we just have to make sure that we're available. We're making making ourselves available to our peers and to our friends and uh, loved ones and family members, you know, um, because we have to take care of each other. All right, man. Okay, so anyway, I hope all of y'all are feeling blessed right now. And uh, personally, I... I have to say, you know, I've I've also been working very hard uh, since like forever, but uh, it is important for everybody to just sit down, sit back, 
relax for a bit and just realize, okay, you know, I've done everything in my power. I've put in work and uh, now it's time to relax. Um, I'm grateful for like everything that I've accomplished so far. I'm grateful for all the things that I wasn't able to accomplish. Feeling blessed. Let's go. Let's take a break. Let's just enjoy the moment. Anyway. All right, so I hope that provided provided all of you with some good energy prior to the start of the show. And mind you, this episode is going to be very, very kind of like pretty much stacked. We have so many different things to talk about, taken from celebrity boxing to actual boxing, like real life boxing, you know, no like jokingly boxing. Uh I wasn't trying to throw any shade at celebrity boxing, but oh well, what can I do? Uh, As a as a hardcore combat sports fan, sometimes it just happens like it just comes out. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to mask it sometimes. Anyway, um, so yes, celebrity boxing, boxing itself, but also MMA, because this upcoming weekend, we're going to be having another pay-per-view card by the UFC, UFC 262, which is happening in Houston, Texas. And yes, this one is also going to be another um, event that is going to be hosting a full crowd inside the arena, inside Toyota Center in Houston. And I, you know, it's been interesting so far because the past event that the UFC uh, had, it was happening in Florida. Yes, in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, the arena, uh, as we were told, it was completely sold out. And I believe this one is as well. But yeah, it seems like combat sports specifically are slowly making that transition back into, you know, just opening the gates back up and allowing fans into the arena so that they can watch the fights and matches live once again. So it's an interesting transition it definitely has its own um challenges you know because still like the disease like coronavirus isn't fully eradicated yet who knows if it's going to be ever fully eradicated from the face of earth right so everybody still needs to take caution and uh, if you if you are privileged enough to go out and get the vaccine you please go out and do it And if not, just take care of yourself and your loved ones by socially distancing and still wearing your mask, still washing your hands, still sanitizing and everything that we we are all familiar with. We've all heard ad nauseum, you know, everything still need to do it. Okay, so, you know, besides all those things that I just said, um, yeah like uh it it seems reasonable kind of for them to for combat sports organizations to be making this transition back into um how things were prior to the pandemic of course they don't want their business to be fully shut down because a lot of these combat sports organizations they get their major revenues from gate sales and uh, selling tickets to the fans so they can actually come to the arena physically and cheer for their favorite fighters uh you know like they've been patient enough with not having fans in in uh in the crowd for the past year and a half now they're starting to just just go for it because they have the money, they have the power, they have the connections and the commissions and uh, like um, whoever needs to fully allow uh, for these people to actually come in to the arenas and sit down and watch the fights. You know, they have those important connections. So 
they take advantage of it but oh well that's i don't want to get to get into that too deep because i feel like that goes a little bit beyond the scope of tko but yeah i just wanted to kind of like announce it that yes this will also be another uh live event with people and the crowd so listen since i ranted about that for so long i can't remember if i actually said who was going to be headlining this wonderful wonderful ufc 262 card well in case i haven't mentioned it yet it is going to be a fantastic lightweight championship bout between Michael Chandler, the former lightweight champion from Bellator, who's going to be fighting off against longtime UFC veteran Charles Oliveira. So in case you forgot, well, this is actually going to be for the vacant lightweight championship belt right now in the UFC and as we all know, hopefully by now, um, the lightweight division at the UFC is one of the most dynamic and one of the most competitive divisions in the organization, period. And uh, things took a turn, maybe for the worst, maybe, for, well, I don't want to say for the worst because what, what can we do? Uh, right now, besides, uh, you know, just picking ourselves back up and keep moving forward, you know, things kind of like took it. Let's just say things took a different turn when Khabib Nurmagomedov, arguably one of the most dominant champions in the in the whole uh, history of mixed martial arts. Yes, I, I say this very boldly and courageously because you know, um, I, I'm, I'm just like that meme online, you know, the guy sitting at his, um, like his booth and just like saying something like, I'll say that Khabib Nurmagomedov is one of the most dominant champions in the history of mixed martial arts. Changed my mind. Okay. I'm like that meme right now. And I seriously mean it. So when Khabib Nurmagomedov being the lightweight champion of the UFC you know, he, he was a champion for so long, nobody could, well, nobody did beat Khabib because Khabib was just that good when it came to his game plan of just, like, wrestling that was just out of this world. He would come into the octagon and completely dominate over his opponents regardless of whether they came from a strong striking background, whether they came from a strong wrestling background, or if there were just, like, a the, 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 the poster boy of the UFC, you know, I'm talking about people like Conor McGregor, people who were just famous and they hadn't necessarily fought in a long time, but they were still facing off against Khabib. But regardless, Khabib would beat their butts. But now what has become of Khabib Nurmagomedov? Well, for his last fight that he had in the UFC, which was, uh, I believe it was in August or like early fall. I can't quite remember the, the month. But Khabib, uh, he actually retired from the world of mixed martial arts um, at his 29th uh, professional MMA fight. To date, he has been undefeated, but he retired as a champion. He retired at the top of his game. And a lot of people were doubting whether or not Khabib was actually serious about that move. But yes, he has talked to the president of the UFC, Dana White. He has confirmed that he has retired from the sport for good. 
But one thing that is very interesting is that when Khabib was fighting for the last time in the UFC, um, you know, who was fighting off against his um, uh, his opponent, uh, not Michael Chandler, he was fighting off against Justin Gaethje, right? And uh, all these fights that were happening in Abu Dhabi, you know, still no crowds allowed. Um, just like we're still in the middle of the pandemic, all that stuff. So and this is this is arguably a very very big fight. Anytime Khabib was fighting, I can't believe that I'm talking about this in past tense because this feels so fresh and whatnot. But anytime Khabib was fighting, of course it would be a very very big UFC event. So Khabib was fighting after so long. Um, rumors were floating around that this was indeed going to be his last fight. Because he had lost one of the biggest, uh, his his biggest motivators in the sport and one of his most important coaches, people in his corner. Khabib's father had passed away um, a couple of months back because of the COVID-19 virus, complications from COVID-19. And uh, Khabib had said over and over that he would not want to continue the game if his father was not around to to mentor him and to coach him so um you know just like this this was such a fight of a great what am i saying oh my god my brain is just like messing up anyway let me just rephrase that the fight was so important and uh, the ufc did not want it to go wrong so what would they do for, to make sure that they have a plan B, that they have a backup for this fight in case either Justin Gaethje doesn't make it to the fight or if Khabib doesn't make it to the fight? Of course, they're going to call in a guy who is a hustler, who works hard, who's a who's a high level fighter and who actually agrees to to come in there as a backup. And when you come in as a backup, you know, it's, it's like a 50-50 chance. You're either not going to get called to fight whoever or you are going to get called like right away. Like it could be overnight. It could be three hours before the fight. It could be any time you have to be ready 100%. And that person, that backup fighter in this case was Michael Chandler. So Michael Chandler, just to backtrack a little bit, just a little bit on him. Uh, so like I said before, he was the lightweight champion at Bellator, the other mainstream MMA organization. And, uh, you know, he he was the very dominant champion there. He fought many uh, tough contenders. His contract was up with Bellator. He was essentially a free agent. But uh, it wasn't until that moment that we're told that Michael Chandler was actually going to be coming into that fight as a backup fighter that everybody, like, everybody was just notified that Michael Chandler was actually indeed signed with the UFC. And that was a huge deal because everybody was aware of how good Michael Chandler was in the world of mixed martial arts. And everybody, like all the fans, you can definitely talk to all, all, all of us fans and you'd be like, Damn, one day, Michael Chandler, he has to make it to the UFC. He has to prove to everybody. Like, if he if he can actually go through all the guys that are currently in the lightweight division in the UFC, then he's just one of those 
BMFs. Anyway, I don't want to spell that out, but you know what I mean? Um, so Michael Chandler was that guy. And uh, we were told for the first time that Michael Chandler was uh, signed to the UFC. And on, on, on another note, though, this actually caught a lot of people by, by surprise because Michael Chandler, after all, yes, he was the f- a former lightweight champion from another organization. But would that grant him a ticket, like a golden ticket, essentially, for him to come all the way to the UFC and to be potentially t- fighting for the title, the lightweight title that early, like as his first fight? So that caught a lot of people by surprise and a lot of people were actually mad about this fact. But, you know, the fight happened between Khabib and Justin Gaethje and uh, there was no need for uh, Michael Chandler to come in and act as a backup fighter. Anyway, but that that definitely proved the point. Like he even made wait for that fight. He was even attending the press conferences. It was a big deal for him. But like I said, you know, it didn't matter that he didn't actually fight in that fight card the fact that he presented himself and he was there 100 percent mentally physically everything everything was there it proved a huge point and uh it almost was like a unofficial first fight in the ufc even though he would he hadn't even fought in the ufc um but it, it was just that important of a move that he made right so that happened obviously now that we know that Khabib indeed retired from the world of mixed martial arts because his father isn't there to to coach and guide him anymore and he he just wants to retire for good from the sport uh the UFC finally had to vacate the lightweight championship belt and things have to you know the show must go on as freddie mercury always says right the show must go on and indeed what a what a great ride it's been so far and how interesting does the ride look for the near future because like i've been saying over and over the lightweight division is just stacked. You do not we well maybe maybe a couple other weight divisions at least in the UFC, but the, you do not see any other weight division that has this many talented fighters and just highly competitive fighters. You know you don't you don't see any other weight division like this that has this many awesome fighters in it and. Yeah, so it is. It is a very interesting move, and I I love the fact that as our as the first page of this chapter of uh what do I call it like uh the lightweight division uh kind of like um uh, reborn. Yeah, let's just let's just put it like that. You know, I love the fact that the fight between Charles Oliveira. The fight, the, the the championship fight that is going to define this next chapter of the lightweight division is going to be between Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler. And you know, we talked all we talked all all this good stuff about Michael Chandler. It's only fair that we give you some background on all the awesome things that Charles Oliveira has also been able to accomplish over the past few years. So Charles Oliveira, let me just put this out there like straight up. He's been fighting for so, so long. This will be his 35th uh, professional MMA fight. 
he well yeah if you do like a side-by-side comparison like the net number of fights that Oliveira has had versus those of Chandler's Charles has fought way for for way longer and for more fights he has more experience um in his belt and um yes just like anybody else he's had his own ups and downs but what matters is that he is one of those guys who's been learning from his losses and has used you know everything that he's learned from those losses to improve his game plan and to get better and better and better and that's very important because I feel like a lot of people, when they when they experience their first couple of losses in professional combat sports, they just kind of like lose it all together. They can't really pick themselves back up. However, Charles Oliveira, the fact that he's been able to kind of rebrand himself as a fighter since his losses, that is a huge thing that sends you a huge message. And uh, if you don't believe me, well, compare, for example, one of his first few fights uh, or maybe the fights that he had in the past you know even fights from like five years ago you know the the fights that he lost against former featherweight champion max holloway you know uh the former uh champion anthony pettis you know people like that yes he's lost against those uh very well-known fighters but look at him right now look at his most recent fight that he had which was surprisingly against Tony Ferguson because Tony Ferguson is notorious for being an absolute beast inside the octagon. He is notorious for being unpredictable and unorthodox inside the cage. And Charles Oliveira, the way he performed on fight night against Tony Ferguson in his most recent fights... It was just unbelievable. Nobody was expecting what he did to Tony. Um, he, the way he was, uh, the way uh, it, it looked like, the whole fight looked like, it was as if you have a, a very, like a, a professional fighter who has 15 plus years of experience against an amateur, um, like uh, Tai Chi fighter, you know, I and I know it's like apples to oranges, right? Like what I just said, like the analogy that I just gave you, but it just looked like that. It looked com- the the two look completely unrelated, right? And this this was very unlikely coming from Tony Ferguson, but that's just how you know. The okay, let me just actually like distinguish it for you. Does this mean that Tony Ferguson is a bad fighter? No. But what could it mean? Like, do the logic for yourself. If Tony Ferguson is not a bad fighter and he looked like that in his most recent fight against Charles Oliveira, that tells you something. What is that one thing? That shows you that that's just how much Charles Oliveira has been able to make progress and improvement in his game plan. That's the only thing that that tells you. And that is a huge thing. Because once again, in case I haven't emphasized it already, Charles Oliveira is one of the most underrated fighters in the lightweight division right now. He's been like that. He's been thought of that uh, for the longest time like that, okay? And it really makes me angry because he he has been making so much improvement in his game plan and it's only recently that uh some attention has been diverted towards him in this weight division 
but um i i love the fact that he actually gets to fight someone like michael chandler you know a former champion because not only is this going to be a very interesting test of how 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 good he's actually become you know like how how genuine is that improvement that he's uh made over the years right i feel like it will be a huge test of that but also um this is arguably his the biggest fight of his professional career um because yeah of course like if he wins he is going to win the ufc belt (laughs) something that he's been working towards for forever like since he first joined the ufc but also you know the fact that yeah like you initially when you're starting out in a field or maybe if you've been in a field for for long enough but you're kind of like your performance has started to plateau and you yourself you even know your own weaknesses you know like where you personally go wrong but it's all about learning from your mistakes and only trying to make improvements in your game plan so that you make the best version of yourself. And I feel like Charles Oliveira is the best example of that. And indeed, on Saturday night, we shall witness for ourselves whether or not, you know, whether everything that he's been working for to this day, like, is it all going to pay off? And I'm sure if not, even if not, he will still learn from everything that will actually go down on Saturday night against Chandler and potentially improve himself even more. And I feel like either way, um, it is going to be a win-win for Charles Oliveira because, you know, he just has that mentality. He has that um, and like, how do I put it like that? The, the, the trend and his way of thought that will only help him become a better fighter, regardless of the outcome on Saturday night against Chandler. And for Chandler, of course, like he he has already proven to himself that he can become the world champion. But would was that all enough for him to become the world champion at the biggest mixed martial arts platform in the world right now, being the UFC? Yeah. I, I, I just want to, you know, because of all the things that I just said, this is one fight to for you to just sit down and, you know, when you're watching the fight, just remember everything that I just talked about right now, you know, the backstory to each of these guys and just just enjoy the show, right? And I, I just love this matchup because it is a very good matchup for both of these guys. And regardless of the outcome, I feel like the future is bright for both. Um, and also, I want to say the future is definitely bright, very, very bright, br- excuse me, bright <laughs> uh, for the lightweight division right now in the UFC. So I was actually going to break down the fight between Tony Ferguson and Benil Dariush as well. It is also going to be another lightweight lightweight bout. But unfortunately, we're almost out of time. So I'll just say make sure that you also watch that fight. Because yeah, like I said, Tony Ferguson, he has fought, most recently fought Oliveira. But overall, Tony Ferguson, I, I love watching Tony because... He's so playful inside the octagon, um, and uh, he always does the the most surprising thing 
in his fights and uh the thing is you can never really predict what's gonna happen with tony ferguson so because of all those reasons and because of the fact that uh benil Darush, excuse me benil daryush oh i'm getting a little bit ahead of myself so benil daryush has also been fighting for so long in the organization and J just like Oliveira, he, despite his uh, ups and downs in his professional career, here he is now fighting off against one of the top contenders in the weight division. And given a uh, given a W on Saturday night, things will look so much more brighter for him as well. So these lightweight fights are the fights to be watching, man, this upcoming Saturday, UFC 262. Mark it down your calendar. Make reminders on your phone or whatever you do. Do not miss, miss these fights because, ah, oh, man, they're going to be so, so exciting to watch. Entertainment guaranteed. All right. So unfortunately, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Oh, well, I guess it was kind of like karma that we didn't get to talk about celebrity boxing. But maybe next time, maybe next time. Yeah, we talked about the most important stuff, which is like MMA stuff, but that's all good. Yeah, I'm sure um, we'll have more like updates on celebrity boxing too, hopefully for the upcoming weeks, upcoming episodes. But unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl Janan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Yeah.